Ramble. Welcome to the Tripod. We are the Try Guys. Today we are going to be talking about recasting uh, some of our favorite movies to be, you know, a little more how we envisioned it. How oh, can yeah. we improve upon a popular <laughs> oh, film yeah. or franchise? Oh, yeah. We're also going to be answering some of your hot boiling questions. You left us some reviews. So get in there, leave a five star review, and ask us a question or a secret that you've never told anyone before. Was it a secret or question? I don't know. I've never introduced this. Yeah, we they leave us secrets. And oh, they leave us read secrets. them aloud. Which and what are the questionable questions? Kind of. Oh, there's also questions. There's also the whole questions. Wow, so pe- people are telling us secrets and asking us questions? Yeah. Wow, are we your moms? <laughs> Dude, nice one. <laughs> are we your moms? Your mom. Dude, no. Eugene, you are on fire this morning. We're your... You're, you're bad. We're, no, we're your, we're your dads. We saw It Chapter 2 last night finally and it was the longest movie i've ever seen in my life it was a three-hour movie it's too goddamn long i know we're done talking about it by the time this podcast come out but holy shit guys well it gave me a nightmare did it (gasps) it gave me a great nightmare that it went from like magical nightmare to real adult problem nightmare oh no because yes i was being pursued by the clown (laughs) clown was pursuing me but then also there was like a bully character like there are in 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 it and his bully character was just being a total dick. He was throwing my phone around. He was being a dick. So I grabbed his phone and I ran away. But then he started like running like really fast and charging me. And boogity I, boogity yeah, kind of like a crazy <laughs> demon. And then I just whipped his phone back at him, but it hit him in the throat and oh. he like crumpled over and started dying. And then I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to go to court. <laughs> and then, so then I <laughs> then sat down. Then a real down nightmare a, starts. Yeah, that's exactly. I sat down with a pad and paper and started writing times of like time. He was fucking with me. Uh, 4.55, uh, he wow. threw my phone on the ground, cracking it. 5.03, I grabbed his phone and started running. 5.04, he was charging me with intent to hurt me. 5.05, I threw the phone in retaliation and it hit him in the throat. I was like writing down what happened so that I was ready to defend my case. Wow. I was defending myself. Imagine a horror <laughs> film that begins as a horror movie and then at the midpoint they kill the murderer and then the rest of the movie is a courtroom drama where they are trying yeah, we're to like plead the victim their innocence. is, is going to be sent to jail. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's a very adult <laughs> It was a real dream. nightmare. I was like, oh no, I was riddled with guilt. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll jump right into it. Yeah, uh, you guys have been leaving us sweet little five-star reviews and leaving secrets. We thank you so much. We're so close to 10,000. Here is a sexy little secret. This one's called Another Sneezy Secret. <gasps> oh, someone else wants to hear this sexy sneezer over here. Can I get a big name? On. Bilbo Shaggins. Bil- yeah, that's good. <laughs> Bilbo Shaggins writes, When I was a child, I could be a total brat, but I didn't want anyone to know. So when my parents said a I couldn't see Bilbo Shaggins voice, so Miles. when I didn't want anyone to know, so when my parents said I couldn't get a toy or something, I waited till they turned around and I sneezed on the toy. So whoever got it would be quote as sad as I was. Oh, I'm sorry to everyone who got my tiny child germs. I promise I've reformed. Love you all. Zach is the best. I love that that secret. I wasn't sure about it, but at the end, it really got me. Good yeah. secret. Mm-hmm. No, it kind of shows a, a poor lack of judgment at the end there. Well, it's children. Yeah. 
Oh, the one that, that they love Zach. Wait, <laughs> yeah, that, you, you, missed, you missed you missed the joke. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was that joking about was the Zach sneezing on toys. Yeah, sneezing on toys is the defense mechanism to keep other kids away. It from seems your like toys. the um, same yes. same uh, inclination to lick yeah. cookies or something, so your siblings couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a what's it called when you claim something. Claiming it. Claiming it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dibs. 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 That's the term. Germs, dibs. It's dibs. dibs. But, dibs yeah. and germs. But that's dibs. not, you know, maybe I listen the most astutely because we just have a deep connection, Bilbo Shaggin tonight. Oh, my tonight. God. Uh, but but <laughs> she was saying that that she sneezed on the other toys to pass on her sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't to get called dibs or to, or to make them sick. It was just that I'm sad, and now the spirit of my sadness shall be mm-hmm. transferred through this doll. Oh, but she so- apologized for the germs. Well, so as now an adult, she know, now she knows it was really about the germs. Hmm. But yes, I, as a child, she thought she could that sadness was contagious. It's a loaded, that is pretty which intense. it is. I yeah. mean, what if sadness, sadness is kind of contagious. contagious? So it's like the opposite of dibs. You're not taking <laughs> yeah. it, you want to give to everybody. Misery yeah. loves company. That mm-hmm. sounds yeah. like contagious sadness to me. Ah, 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 Ned, ah, no, ah, oh, oh. you're so sad now, Zach. I sneezed on you. I sneezed my sadness to you. Wow, I feel so much better. Oh, sneezed you sneezed all it's... my sadness away and gave it to Zach. What, what this makes me think of is that kids are way darker than I think adults ever give them credit for. That idea of like I'm sad and I'm going to sneeze sadness onto others is like that's some heady shit. Yeah, they're mean. <laughs> children are vicious they're mean they don't know they don't think about the ramifications of their actions they're just mean they'll just lay down on the floor and scream you can't do that you can't lay down on the floor and scream uh, well unacceptable I, I, I could and i did yeah but you shouldn't but i did Wait, unacceptable wes is getting a little older and he's starting to know how to manipulate his emotions uh-huh. to try and get a response you know if we oh yeah if there's something that he can't do like he's been getting very into watering the plants which is hilarious and awesome and so cute mm-hmm. uh, but you know sometimes you don't want your baby uh controlling a hose spraying it everywhere so you might take the hose away and say okay we're done watering the plants now he'll just <laughs> fall on the ground oh in God. the dirt pounding his hands wow trying to get me to you know relent but i'm, I'm cold as ice Who's That's the pushover? You or Ariel? Oh, uh, definitely Ariel. I, oh. I, I mean, pushover is she's she's not a pushover. Who's but a soft? I, I, yeah, I would say. say no. That's not even not. I'm just more. Who's less strict? I, I, yes, <laughs> Ariel is less strict than I am. I was hoping it was you. I could so I could totally see you having the soft spot in whatever Wes wants. I feel like you're the mushy, mushy gushy. No, because I I love him so much that I I need to discipline. <laughs> teach him the ways of the world it's like same with like sleeping right it's like if he's fussing and crying like actually the best thing to do yeah it's just is to let him figure it out himself and kind of go in every so often that's what maggie does with me whenever i'm having a tantrum oh yeah puts me in the other room and just lets me cry it out Mm -hmm. it's it's much better (laughs) because otherwise if she comes in i go oh that works Mm-hmm. Now I know. Yeah, yeah now, she, mm-hmm. now you know. You know, I think I'm going to quote my stepdad. It's my favorite quote he ever said about me. There's a difference between, so we're talking about like Ned's being a generally like mushy-gushy versus being like a sensible parent, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a difference between being sensitive and sensible, right? I do like that quote. So it's a very versus situation. You're both, but do you lean more towards one or the other? I always lean more sensitive, so I let my emotions in those situations override the logic of a situation, mm. which doesn't mean it's worse. It just means that I will pick up my dog, even though I'm not supposed to pick up my dog in a training session, 
because I just felt like it, you know? Mm -hmm. While mm -hmm. more, if you lean more sensibly, you always follow exactly what you know is best in the situation in terms of a, a, a left-brained standpoint, you know what I mean? You, no, I you're mean, not allowed to pick up your dog? Or, you know, if they're whining in the cage and you're trying to crate tra oh, yeah. tra tra yeah. train them and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pick them up. No, that's what I mean by I'm cold as ice. Like, I, yeah. I, can, I can do what is uh, right. <laughs> Interestingly, I'd say amongst the four of us, uh, Ned would be on one side, the furthest, most sensible, and I would actually probably be the polar opposite. I think I'm the most sensitive. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're pretty. You're pretty sensitive. I'm super sensitive to people's mm -hmm. emotions, mm -hmm. like a little too much. It yeah. actually overwhelms me sometimes. Yeah. I'm like what they used to call in like mutant lore an empath. Eugene, I'm getting really upset about this discussion. Uh, I need to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun though because I, you're you, the. The aura you give off is it's that very you like cold and yeah. evil. Yeah, you got your cold as ice. No emotion gets in or out. But but not true. You are very. I think it's because it was empathetic. my defense mechanism when I was growing up to put on a cold front because I was so empathetic. Oh. I was just fucking in the playroom sneezing on all the toys, <laughs> <laughs> wanting everyone to feel my sadness. But when no one did, I became. A villain. I feel like you would have <laughs> run into that toy store and you've been like, sneeze on my face. I, I can be sad with you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I've, there was a lot of stories of me as a kid. Like, uh, I remember this girl lost her grandmother's. I don't know why she was wearing her grandmother's wedding ring in kindergarten one day. It was no. just like a thing her grandma let her do because oh, she felt pretty. And she lost it in this. And she lost it. She lost it in the sandbox. And she was sitting there crying. And um, because she wasn't very popular, no one would help her. So I stayed out there. I skipped. I, I stayed out there. Everyone went back into the school for class. I snuck back out. And for two hours, I dug around that sandbox by myself found the ring, <gasps> and when I gave it to her, she gave me a big old kiss. Wow. Ew, and I was cooties. like, Because <laughs> yeah, you gave her a wedding ring, That's bro. true. Oh, no, I did. You, you proposed, and I think you proposed when she, to I, her. And I think when she walked up to me, I was still like on my knees. You're engaged. Like yeah. Oh my God. Eugene, really nice you're engaged. You are engaged. You are betrothed. Yeah, I think her name was Ashley. Ashley, Ashley, congratulations. Ashley and Eugene. Eugene. They didn't really talk to her because she Sitting was, she in was a tree. the girl that was like, a foot taller than everyone when you're a kid. So they were just like, oh, she's a giant. And then she turned out being regular. No, also like yeah. tall little kids have a hilarious proportions. Yeah, she was all limbs. <laughs> They're all noodle. I was a noodle person, so I can talk about it. Aww. They're like I, the it monsters. I'm still kind of a noodle person, but well, I'm definitely a noodle wait person. Wait a minute. Does that make me actually the first Mary Try guy? Well, yeah. the first engaged. First engaged. First engaged. Oh, I guess you I'm just the you ceremony. didn't seal the deal. I've just been engaged for I'm engaged for over 20 years. You are the longest. <laughs> this engagement is going on forever, bro. When I are mean, you gonna do it? I thought I had a long engagement. Oh my god, I gave another ring to a girl in whoa, second grade, whoa, she whoa. gave me a kiss too. Chayton, it's taking you this long to see the pattern. I don't know. I guess I just figured out girls liked rings. What was the context in in second grade? Um. She, what was it? She just really liked rings. Her name was Kelly. And I drew this really beautiful portrait of her. Uh, and she, and I gave her a ring and she gave me a kiss. I thought I liked girls. Oh, of course. Mm. Yeah. I was pretty smooth though, I think. Yeah. yeah sounds yeah. like it. Suave. Yeah. You're like, Suave. this is what people do to do things that girls like. Yeah. And then I found out I like dick and I just fucking <laughs> wasted all that time on nothing. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, I probably gave you you know, some training and being charming just to anyone. Yeah. But, but gay men hate rings. They hate them. They hate rings. <laughs> you well, ever give not, a ring to Not a... on the finger. Hey, hey there oh, it is. On the wrist. Well, 
I got my ring wrist on, which means I'm gay. <laughs> right? <laughs> Am I unsure? Speaking you're of things unsure. you're wondering <laughs> totally. about, our listeners have been emailing in special little questions oh. to at advice that will go for miles at gmail.com. That's the question. Oh, right. well, those are the questions. Are the That's questions. where we get questions. This is good for new tripod listeners. Yeah, new tripod listeners know. You, so secrets e- are on the app. Yeah. All tripod questions listeners are very frustrated. Questions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> questions are sent to questions are sent to advice that'll go from that will go for miles at gmail.com. So long. Yeah. That's I, how he was able to get it. That's how oh. I was able to, it was available, which right. is really nice. What are those questions? Uh, so we have a couple questions from our adoring fans. Uh, the first one is written by a lady. And can, can I get a name of a lady? Madam Tree. Madam Tree. Mm. <laughs> Madam Tree. Madam Tree writes. <laughs> Madam Tree's behind Eugene. Madam Tree is behind you. Said Eugene. that as the tree behind me touched me. Well, I think neck. I don't think the tree touched you. I think you touched the tree. Mm. Here, I'm yeah. Up in the tree while you say this. There's a that's be- Oh yeah, there's a tree in our studio. There's a tree in our studio. It's a fake tree, but it's a lovely fake tree. It's a nice fake tree. You just need yeah. some foliage to brighten yeah, up. If you enjoy the fake plants in the video version of our podcast, let me know in the comments because uh, every time before the podcast, I m- meticulously move them into frame. Okay. Madam Tree writes, Ahoy to Miles, Eugene, Keith, Ned, and Zach. Ahoy. I'm, she's also a pirate. I'm a plucky little lass who is planning to go as Popeye-style sailor for Halloween. It's fun. Did you just pronounce it Popeye? Popeye. Okay. Is that Sailor right? Man? Popeye. Yeah. Popeye. Army Timbers. Melbourne. Popeye. He's not a, he's not a pirate. <laughs> oh, he's a sailor man. Huh? He's like spinach. Oh, that's right. He has a big bicep <laughs> and, a, and a hot wife. Okay. Olive oil. The olive oil. Yeah. And a baby. What's his he baby's name? Talk about noodle arm. Keith, you look a lot like olive oil. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was planning to go as a Popeye style sailor for Halloween. It's fun, easily recognizable, and allows me to flex my awesome arm muscles for the whole day. But I haven't I have recently been informed that this is a thing that comes up multiple times in season three of the hit Netflix original show Stranger Things. I don't watch it and I don't plan on because I'm a schmuck. But more importantly, do I test myself against the seas and sail the stormy waters that is, is that a Stranger Things reference? And wear the sailor costume? Or do I abandon ship and choose something different? Also, if y'all have any good alternative costume ideas, please let me know. Thank you. So she is dressing as a, as Popeye. (laughs) Yeah. She's yeah. worried that people are going to think, think that she's, she's a, a Stranger mm-hmm. Things reference when she really <clears throat> wants to be a Popeye reference. They're going to think exactly. that she's Joe Curie and Maya Hawk in Stranger Things season three. The yeah. Scoops Ahoy, the scoops ice, Ahoy cream. ice Cream costume. So what she's got to do is incorporate more Popeye elements. I'm talking your can that says spinach in giant letters. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the tattoos. The pipe. A bottle of olive oil and a little dress. Yep. Oh, that's yep. fine. Oh, Hilarious. That's well, yeah. I would say as someone who's very obsessed and serious with Halloween, one, get a partner to go with you as olive oil. That'll mm. totally just nix any Or any an confusion. olive oil bottle and a dress. You Absolutely. could also do that. <laughs> um, but I would say definitely the, the, 
the bicep. I think that if you have hair or if any way resemble Maya Hawk, that's where you're going to have a problem. Oh, if you're a redhead? If you're a redhead and if yeah. you look like her and you're if in you a sailor outfit. Yeah, if you just have like longer hair, they're going to be like, oh, are you? Yeah. Are you? Uh, what's but, her name in Stranger Things? Uh, Maya Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the pipe will help. Right. I think Ned's right about the can of spinach. You just need more specifics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe a name tag that says, hey, hi, I'm, I'm Popeye. Popeye mm-hmm. The yeah. Sailorman. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'd also invest in like full chin prosthetics. Yeah, I have a big yeah, he has chin. A huge chin, right? That would look way cool. You know cool. nothing about Popeye. I know lots about. I used to read the comics and watch the thing. Exactly, that's right. yep. Popeye. But he has like a high, weird voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, have, I you, do think... have you seen the Robin Williams Popeye? With yes, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a beautiful movie. I think, though, unfortunately, you are, regardless of how many specifics you do, you're going to run the risk of people confusing you. But also, is it a bad thing? And that's a question you have to answer. It seems like it bothers her. So if that is going to bother you, then then you should find something a little more specific, a little more timely. But the best option is if you are uh, essentially going as Papa, you should find a guy who is tall and lanky and have him play olive oil. Hell yeah. That is the best option. It's mm-hmm. like when people couple swap, swap like Bob's Burgers or something. I exclusively... Oh, yeah. Halloween's coming up. Fuck, we got to figure out our costumes. I'm not going to figure it out. I know. I'm just gonna last minute put on some bullshit. Oh, just... It's the best holiday. I like it, but I never, so I'm never prepared enough. So much work, and this, I never get invited to the cool parties. Well, so then you need to be the cool party you want to see in the world. Maybe we could throw a party. We could throw a party, but it's never going to be good enough because everyone's at the cool party. I exclusively uh, gender swap my costumes with Maggie. Uh, I just think it's way more fun. Like one year, she wanted to be Darla from Finding Nemo, and I'm like, great, I'll be Sexy Nemo. Hilarious. But Nemo's a guy. Yeah, but I was Sexy Nemo. Sexy hot. Oh, I, so I, I, I got oh. the sexy the Nemo version. Girl Nemo. Yeah, I was just as, That's real next level. I was dressed as Nemo's mom who uh, uh, has an untimely exit in the film. But she looked guys. sexy doing it. But she looked good. That girl looked good in the beginning. How come the Try Guys haven't been invited to any like cool mansion Halloween parties or cool mansion parties Period. in general? What the, I know there's Hollywood mansion parties all the time. Why am I not there? I'm cool. You're cool. I, you, I, love, I, you like to party. I like to party. I like food. You like I'm mansions. Cool. I love mansions. I just don't like... If anyone out there is a rich mansion owner throwing a dope ass party, Let shoot us, us an invite. You yeah. know, hey, I got invited to a Hollywood mansion uh, Halloween party. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you? But you said you would, or you did? No, I did. You, well, did. you did. Yeah, what? yeah. It Which was, one? It, I don't know. I mean, it was you a couple years know. ago. Did you? It go? was like a friend of a friend. I went, and yeah. Well, what? Tell us, tell us <laughs> everything. Uh, I, well, you know, like. It's not really my thing. Like I, I'm not. Halloween's not my favorite holiday. Well, this, it was a Halloween mansion party. Yeah, yeah that's what exactly what I'm wishing for. And there was for. like a pool, and there was a whole bunch of people in costumes. There was a pool. Yeah, a pool. yeah it was like in the Hollywood Hills. In the hills. You know, we left early because you, you left know. early. What? <laughs> Before all the shenanigans. To be fair. I think that a lot of those parties now require you to have pretty excellent costumes. I would so they, do it. They need to see that you've had. So you're good back. Costumes you're back on board, too. Keith. You want an excellent costume? I would do it if I had a place. I just never have a place. So why would I make a dope ass costume to do nothing? Because you got to seek that out sometimes. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I used I to go to a, find it. I used to go to some of those types of parties, but they're not as fun as you might think. 
because everyone's just there to get their pictures taken. It's I left early. <laughs> yeah, that's why I still do the Santa Monica Strip, even though it's it kills me because I'm always in like stilettos. But I'll do it because it's the coolest place to get your costume seen. The mm. most fun is you just need a friend that has a great backyard to throw a big party with like a lot of people. Like when you had one. I had great Halloween Zach used to yeah, throw the bitchinest parties. They were awesome. I always got mega loaded. <laughs> <laughs> this was when we uh, still worked at BuzzFeed and I did it for my birthday two years and Halloween two years in a row. And I would clear, I had, um, uh, uh, lived with two other guys and our living room was downstairs from our bedroom. So we would just clear out the entire living room. We'd push everything against the walls. And then I would go into the BuzzFeed equipment cage and say, hey, guys, I'm throwing a party. Give me all the lights. <laughs> and the equipment guys, they were like homies with me. And they would just hook me up with all the party lights that like <laughs> someone bought for a video and then never used. I would wrap my staircase with them. Yeah. We had like lasers everywhere. Clear my living room into a dance floor. And then I had this shared cul-de-sac in the backyard with like... 12 other houses and I would go around and I'd be like, hey guys, having a party. Uh, come on by. Invite people just so that they wouldn't call the cops on us. And so mm -hmm. we had like these kind of movie level ragers which were like, you know, 200 people and you look around and you're like, I don't know half the people here. It and was I would great. just like, but because that happened, like other people's apartments also became spillover for the party. Right. They and were then suddenly I'm in parties. like an English guy's bedroom across the way from British Jack. Like we're about Who to we have saw last sex. night. No, uh, but we were like just hanging out. It was just like I'm I don't know where I was. I was just somewhere else with British Jack. Who well, became a great British friend. Jack plays in my soccer league. Oh Woo! yeah. We love British Jack. We love British Jack. Shout out to British Jack. Hey. You guys have never been to a gay Halloween party, have you? I can't get the invite. Baby. That is that is next level I shit. I know it is. Yeah. You guys What's go for like? it. Because everyone there is committed to have yeah. an insane costume. Right? Yeah. And there's like always like 300 plus people there. Yeah. And people are going fucking crazy for people to put in like full on like Rena Mansion decorations, all the stuff. Red That's carpet. what I want. We, we should. Moments we should ago, go you then. were trying to dissuade me. No, that, <laughs> saying no, that just means wanted the pickies what taken. we got to do. What we got to do is start planning costumes now. Okay. Like okay. You, you can't just like pick it up the day before. You have to have. I've had a costume plan since June. Really? Yeah. You, whoa. I have and three it's options. Secret? It's a secret. Ugh. My favorite. Because people uh, find out when I they see it, once they see it. Yeah. My yeah. favorite couple's costume for the year, if anyone saw the movie Midsummer, which I like to pronounce Midsommar, I want a couple's costume where one of you goes in a full flower crown outfit dress and the other one dresses like a bear. Yeah. If you've seen that movie, you know what's up. So you're going to be in the flower crown and Maggie will be the bear. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Best thing that ever happened to me was having a cute baby. You put all of the costuming mm. on the baby. Suddenly, everyone looks at the baby. You don't have to deal with uh -huh. it. Yep. And sure, you could do a family costume, but like, really, it's all about the baby. It's great. What Pressure's I'm, off. What I'm hearing is maybe you guys want to throw a Halloween party. We just rent <gasps> a mansion. <gasps> yeah. Can we have it in the it's office? It's a great video. <laughs> we yeah. should rent a mansion and throw a dope-ass party. And then we can be what I always wanted to be, which is Heidi Klum on Halloween. That's the party you need to get into. Oh, and we can have a big moment where you walk down the staircase. What, is, yes. what does it mean to be Heidi Klum on Halloween? Oh, Heidi I know. Klum she is, always has amazing She costumes. was the first like major celebrity who became like, Every year she does an insane costume and then she has a huge party. You we'll should never dress as Heidi Klum this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get, wow. Can be that's Heidi actually Klum. very meta. We'll get drag queens to perform. We'll get mm -hmm. like Smash Mouth to perform. Yeah. We'll get like. <laughs> nope. Only drag queens and Smash Mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I was going to move on to like corn dogs and like the food that we could get. Yeah. No, I'll be there for sure. Okay. Like, oh, we'll get a whole roast pig. 
a whole roast pig. Why? Because it's gruesome. I like I, mean. sp- I love spooky foods too. Like like you call the spaghetti and meatballs the brains. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a whole roast pig and a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs that <laughs> <laughs> you have to serve with your hands. Yeah, classic <laughs> Halloween stuff. And candy corn everywhere. Oh, oh. I like, like candy corn, right? Mm, I like candy not my corn. Favorite. I love candy corn. Oh, I don't love it. Come but at I, me, bro. I appreciate you love it. it. You yeah, I love it. it. I love it. I love it. You it's my favorite it? Halloween candy. It's also probably the only Halloween candy. That is. <gasps> Name three others. Exclusively the, Halloween candy? Yes. <laughs> the, the, the plain <laughs> chocolates that are wrapped in jack o' lantern foil. One. Uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess of the exclusively Halloween candies, that would have to be my number one is oh, top you know three. What? You know what? The the the, the strawberry wrapper that like it's around like a chewy sort of yeah. uh, hard candy that's in the strawberry thing. That's something I only get at Halloween now. Oh, you know that it I looks like a little strawberry. A Christmas. Candy. It looks to me like a grandma candy in general. One year, my friend's dad got us all into his like stuffed us into a minivan and he just charted the to the best houses like not even in our town we went like to different towns and we would just drive up run to the door get back get in the car and he like had mapped out the places that were handing out the best candy the best stuff Mm. it felt like cheating yeah, that is true. Yeah, well, I right? didn't do that. No. I think you got to go on foot. That's you got to go on foot. You're I, allowed I to bicycle. drive to neighborhoods if you stay in that neighborhood for like an hour plus. Yeah. Right? This, this right. Felt, walking. It felt wrong to me. I got That's some wrong. great stuff. I would say that we were kids growing up where when I was a young kid, it was us trick-or-treating. And then once I got into high school, it became the era where trick-or-treating started falling out of style because of I know. The, the dangers of it and people <sighs> did more communal things. How like, old were you saying? Once I hit high school, people yeah. st- started trick or treating less, and I think now it's more. Yeah, like we were the rec centers. I think middle school. We were, we were the last. Well, we're we were. No, I'm saying when you. it died off in general. Oh, oh, like, just the world. People don't trick or treat oh, as much. Yeah, we now. were the last generation. They I do it in their dangerous trick or treat. Yeah, we like fucking went to stranger. We went everywhere by ourselves. Like oh, parents yeah. weren't with us. We just ran wherever yeah. we went. Like yeah. I think we were the last last generation, generation of the free. Did your parents go with you? Uh, they never went with me. No, they always go bye. See you. I went with you when I was like a child, but as soon as I was ten, yeah. No, then it's yeah. just you and your friends running amok <laughs> in the neighborhood. My parents let me go when I was like seven by myself. Well, you remember Not with your sisters? With my sisters, but we were still yeah. like See, three I, kids. I was, I was able to do that when I was yeah, when we were younger because I had older yeah. brothers. How old were we with the the razor blade scare? That was when we were kids. Was we, I, was, kids. I was young. Yeah. You guys, I think there's like older, right? no. Which that then of became that sort of a yeah. There was that was a myth that started that never was true. A terrifying, a terrifying one. That razor blades were put in the apples. That oh yeah, that's right. Which also, who the fuck's giving out apples, and what kid is gonna bite into an apple on Halloween? Have you seen how quickly it takes for an apple to turn discolored once it gets any oxygen? Like if you put a razor blade in it, it would have a giant brown slash on the side. I do remember my mom being like, "Only eat." The packaged candies. Mm. Man, urban Don't legends are crazy. Like original mm. stuff. Yeah, the raised blade and apples was a huge thing for us as kids. I, I definitely enjoyed as a teenager then kind of pranking people on Halloween. Mm. Like uh, one year I dressed up as a scarecrow and sat myself in the yard. And then I put next to my arm. Uh, so I have like straw coming out of my neck and my elbows and wearing full gloves and, and pants. I, I'm just kind of flopping to the side. Then I put... Next to my arm, a big old bowl of candy with a sign that says, please take one. Everyone knows this. The, the, the signs that say, please take one, mm-hmm. 
there's always for all. <laughs> a chance that someone takes more than one because not everyone's polite. Actually, most people see it as a free for all. <laughs> exactly. And so anytime some like some mischievous middle schoolers came and were like, oh, yes, basket, basket, take all the candy. I would Fuck jump up, up and go, Rah! yeah, it's a good, and good prank. Poop themselves. <laughs> you did something similar, right, Keith? Yeah, we had a little garbage bag. So we had a, you know how you put your leaves in garbage bags, but in Halloween time they had like jack-o'-lantern looking garbage bags you could put your leaves in when you raked up your yard. Yeah, well, yeah. we had those. We had some spares. So my brothers and I sometimes would tie ourselves up in another one, but leave holes where the eyes were. And then as kids walk by, we just stick our arms out. <laughs> the bag. So there'd be like a row of bags with leaves and then a row, oh, then just one awesome. that has a child in it. And we these little lanky armed Habersburgers reaching out at children. And we also had a very cool, we had this uh, a card table and we had uh, um, the thing from the Adams family was what gave out candy. So it was a card table with a little cigar box on top. And one of us would be underneath and you'd pull your hand up through the box and you'd ha- like have a piece of candy that you'd give to the kid. Oh, that's so ah. cool. And that was fun because you did little like bits. Like sometimes there would be a kid who was nervous and you, I could hear my mom being like, oh, oh, he's shy. No, he won't hurt you. And I'd come out and I would look like afraid as the hand. And then, and then I, I would like put the candy out and then I'd like come back. I'd go back in and I would just like keep one finger out as if it was watching and then it would wave. And then sometimes people would be like aggressive and try to grab the hand. So then I would just start rocketing candy out of the hole. <laughs> I wouldn't come out. I would just toss it like a fountain. It was very fun. All of us did That's it at some point. Blast. It was such a cool way to give out candy. I hope I can do something similar. I did find on Snopes that, yes, um, people have put razors and needles in the uh, Well, candy. of course, someone uh, has. Yeah. Yeah. But We've it been really around was... for millions of years eating candy on Halloween. Of course, somebody's put True. a razor. Yeah. Speaking millions of, of years. Speaking <laughs> of revising an old story, that brings us to our next segment where we revamp and remake older movies. Each of the boys have brought a movie that they would like to remake for the modern era with a new cast, new twist, new style, mm-hmm. etc. So, uh, who would, who would, etc. Et et I texted this out. I'll go first. Please. The movie I'm remaking is Cloud Atlas. And I'm what? going to, why? why? Because <laughs> it's it was, ancient, first of all. I've got a much better plot to it. Okay. It's what I thought the movie was about when I first saw the trailer. <laughs> I don't think everyone knows Cloud Atlas, so bef- before you revise it, can you can you hit us? Try and can hit us with the synopsis. It? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's Cloud Atlas is a sci-fi movie set between a bunch of different time periods and a bunch of different places, and they turned white people into Asian people. <laughs> yeah, was it like reincarn- It was based on a novel, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it was a film by the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the Matrix fame. Mm-hmm. Very confusing. And Speed I Racer. couldn't explain it to you if I tried, but when I watched the trailer, it shows like these fantastical elements and then these real world like, you know, 19th century like Britain elements. And, I, and I, it's called Cloud Atlas. So I thought to myself, this movie is about the difference between the real world and the cloud world. <laughs> and there's this magical <laughs> atlas that lets you go between the two worlds. A visit into Ned's imagination. Yes. Cloud world. Cloud world. 
uh, led it, by the mysterious but beautiful Idris Elba nice. and his cloud warriors. I'm in. Isn't there um, a movie that is about like the upper class lives on like a cloud world way up high in the lower That's class? That's Elysium. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's also funny. Actually, I wasn't going to pitch this, but I, I've always wanted to do uh, uh, take Metropolis and and turn that into a uh, kind of modern disaster horror film. Hmm. But Metropolis is kind of the original based on like the elite living above and uh, mm-hmm. lower class living below. Oh, and um, and the Jetsons are like that Alita too. Battle mm-hmm. Angel is also kind of in that same yeah, realm. There's a lot. It doesn't focus on the upstairs people, yeah. but it is in that, that world where there's a big rich class upstairs. Very classic yep. trope. Do you ever watch the Jetsons and wonder like, who's down below at the bottom of those building stocks? Probably a bunch mm, no. of mutants. Yeah. Robots. I, I'm yeah, guessing. Monsters. I think the Jetsons are like, they're the elite. And they're... Oh, yeah. They're they living. Yeah. They got a robot made. They yeah. built their empire on on a pile of suffering. Mm. Isn't there a conspiracy theory that the Flintstones live down there? That's so funny. That's mm-hmm. funny. And the grand unifying theory of... Yeah. Uh, Anna Barbera. <laughs> yeah. And then like there's like the Stone Age down there. Like it's like reverted to the Stone Age, but then all the future people live above oh. the clouds. But we never see the base of the Jetson Tower. That's also well, like exactly. uh HG Wells Time Machine. Oh, great book. That's probably like the original mm-hmm. upper class, lower class mm-hmm. futuristic society. Anyways, that's what this would be. Cloud <laughs> Atlas, uh one man. Tom Holland from a lower class society, Love young it. boy, mm. uh finds this mysterious cloud atlas and he goes oh yeah blows the dust off of it love and that then it starts shining and then it shows him a map to the cloud world wow he has to like fight his way up there yeah mm-hmm. there's like yeah alien lizards and <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure and kate blanchett it, at first is an enemy and then becomes a friend and now i Wait, so you're just rewriting the entire thing so it's based on yeah, the title yeah, 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 yeah. it's not even a remake no no really? well it is a remake it's, it's a reimagining the idea you had when you saw the trailer we, exactly we, we buy it. the ip of cloud atlas and then we <laughs> totally <completely> rewrite it. <laughs> change it okay <laughs> now as an executive i love the idea Thank ned you. i i want to green light this movie but i want to make sure that the elements that i loved from the first film are still there so how many white actors get to play asian people so we're gonna twist that <laughs> on his head we're and actually all the it's actually an all Asian cast. Oh, nice! It's every time, right? Yeah. Well, let me walk you down the lane of my reimagining. Disney has been crushing it lately with the reinventions of modern classics. Uh, I said that wrong, but they're taking all these old animated films and making them live action, as we've discussed on this pod. With What's m- next? Much to our chagrin. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they're not great. Emperor's but, New Groove. Well, that's a no. great choice, too. But I was going for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but I want this to feel like The Hobbit. Mm. I want the Explain. dwarves to be the mountain-dwelling dwarves that are, like, kind of greedy, kind of, oh, like, over overzealous. Yeah. They're, like, too monstrous. They do, and they those dwarves have been cast out of the mountain because they didn't fit in the, <laughs> the world of the other dwarves in so the you mountain. So you're basically, this is a dark, gritty... Snow, Snow White. White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay, uh, like because they, it is, it's a gritty plot, right? Is, wait, like, did, did they, they do this? That? Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're describing what is already. Been made. <laughs> I was about to say. I was about like, to say it's, it's like Snow White Snow and the Huntsman, but for Snow White. Yeah. Oh, oh well, wait, that so was Snow White. So I guess my idea is great. They made two of them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And they were okay. They were. They were pretty so mediocre. No, like no, you, turn, you, you take that back. Those movies were awesome. 
So who would you cast as Snow White? I hadn't thought that far. <laughs> I was just excited about Middle Earth Snow White. Who would I you? Guess someone's who, already done that poorly. Who would you cast as the Huntsman? I want to mm. see if you accidentally guessed the real Ooh, casting. Chris Hemsworth. That's who That's they fucking really? really who it is. <laughs> I really don't know anything about this movie. Oh, my God. I knew it. That just makes sense. Yeah. Don't exactly. Like, I, I imagine the Huntsman's face. I'm like, oh, it's Chris Hemsworth. It's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. In all fairness, I picture him from that movie. I didn't see it. I would also go with Chris Pratt. Any Chris. He, he'd be a fun. He'd be a fun one. It was really fun. just the Angelina Jolie starring vehicle. No, no, no. no. That's Maleficent. No, that's You're thinking Maleficent. of Charlize Theron. Charlize, Charlize, Charlize Theron is the No way in the Huntsman? Evil Queen and Snow White and the Huntsman. And wasn't it uh. Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Kristen Stewart was Snow White. Hollywood sweetheart, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Keith, is that, does that gel with your big oh, mistake? <laughs> no, no, we got to do somebody older. Older? <laughs> yeah. How much older? <laughs> she needs to be in her 40s. <laughs> really? Yeah. Snow White? Snow White. Snow White. Okay. So, That's why yeah, she's so old. <laughs> far in the future. So who are you so thinking? Old. Uh, and you know, like in the you know in old movies, it's like okay, like be, uh, it's not like modern society where like oh, all the young women have to play old ladies. Old ladies can play old ladies. How about no. it's Kristen Wiig in her first dramatic role? <laughs> wow, that'd be wild. How about Viola Davis? Oh, give her a shot. Yeah. Ooh. Give her Although it's gonna be tough with just the that like the first line is like her her skin <laughs> was as fair as snow. Fair. I mean, I'm in support mm. of of you know different casting, but that one is that one is tougher. tougher. Yeah, okay, I get that. That one's tougher. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think that Back, one. What do you got? <laughs> hey, let's change the subject. Hey, let's change the subject. Why are we ending every remake? With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. All right, so we have a. Uh, um, Ned's remake that is not really a remake. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> Keith's remake yeah, that already happened. <laughs> what do you got, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> I got two, but I think I'll go with the dumber yeah. one. Uh, so I'm going to bring you back to the year 2009. Okay? Mm. The Karate Kid just came out and it was a smash box office hit starring a young mm. Jaden Smith. And I was like, oh, fuck. This kid is the future of Hollywood. He's Will Smith, but tinier, right? Mm -hmm. And so in my, in my mind, I was like, okay, here I am, a young film student. I could spend all this time writing original movies, or I can just plot out the next 10 years of Jaden Smith's career. And so what I did is I went into my room, and I thought of all of the wonderful movies that could be Jaden Smith's starring vehicles. Now, of course, a lot of these were just mining Will Smith IP and figuring out, but what if we did it with a child? Mm. So such classics as Child Child West, in which Artemis Fowl accidentally creates a childification ray and turns James West into a kid. Hijinks ensue. That's pretty good. You get Lil Men in Black, which is the t the junior division Kids of in Men black. in Black. <laughs> no, Lil Men in Black. Lil Men in Black. L I L. Lil. Lil. Okay. Be like baby geniuses, but for the Men in Black era. Well, they're more teenagers, okay. and they can party. Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> they're teenagers. I'm actually very surprised there's no like kids in kids in black. Like, yeah, right. Like, kids fighting aliens. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, makes uh, sense. It totally makes sense. Jaden would be great. Jaden, yeah, but then Jaden Jaden went his own way. He became he's his own thing. He's, he's got his music great. career. He's got his very fashion career, helping little. water and Flint. He's doing cool stuff. But the the one that I actually wanted to remake, one of my favorite movies as a kid, was Blank Check. 
Do you guys remember Blank Check? Dude, that's a great that you would that really should be remade. So, also, you should remove the kiss between the adult and the child. That was my favorite scene. Well, it's inappropriate. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. It's, mo- okay, Blank Check. That, if you don't, that moment especially doesn't age well. It doesn't. A romantic but, kiss is shared between an adult woman and, and a, a young child. boy. I watched it back again because we talked about this months and months ago, and it's like. It's a full-on kiss. It's like almost a oh. slow motion kiss. Yeah, it's very weird. And there's fountains in the background that are backlit. Like it's beautiful. it's a romantic movie between a eleven year old mm-hmm. boy and a full grown uh, secret agent woman. Yeah. It's clearly <laughs> written by like some nerd dude. Yeah, yeah from like a dream person. I think it was crazy. written by a good. Look up who wrote Blank Take. I think it has a very accomplished screenwriter. But um, oh no, you know who it is? It's the guy who wrote. Save the cat, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, he talks about that fucking mo- movie. That's his only claim to fame. Anyway, Blank Check is a movie where a kid gets a blank check from his grandmother and he like goes into the bank system and types it in for a million dollars. And uh, then he accidentally ends up stealing uh, uh, some bad guy's money. It isn't but- a blank check from his grandmother. It's a isn't blank it- check from a guy who hits him with his car. Oh, He's riding a bicycle. A rich dude hits him with his car. But it's the bad guy. And yes, the bad guy gives him a check. Like, and he like basically writes like, he's like, just just give yourself a hundred bucks, kid. And he types like, in a million dollars. in a million dollars. And with that million dollars, he buys a mansion. He installs a water slide for that mansion. He gets a limousine and a private limousine driver. And he gets a whole backyard of toys and inflatable. Actually, the parties that I used to throw where I had a bouncy castle in my backyard was inspired by Blank Check. I mean, it makes sense. Um, it, it was Blake Snyder. He wrote Blake it. Blake Snyder. There the you go. And the parents are just nowhere. Nowhere. No, the well, parents are nowhere. Yeah, they're pretty negligent. But the big theme of that movie <laughs> is that you can't buy friendship and you can't buy love. And he tries to fill the I also void. can't buy a mansion for only a million dollars. Maybe Jeez. back then. Uh, not now. Not, I don't not think in LA. ever. You, not, can, you can do that in like Alabama. You can do that in Michigan. Maybe some parts of Michigan. You can do that a lot of places, but not here. I agree, though. I think that the the million dollars and the check aspect is the most antiquated, which is why the entire idea on payment, the entire idea is based on the new title, PayPal. (laughs) I like this. (laughs) Which is also now antiquated. Uh (laughs) But because it's a double entendre, the true message of the film is that you cannot pay for friendship. Can I pay for a pal? Well, he tries to. Mm. But you can't. Money can't buy everything. Wow. Yeah. But it wow. can buy you a smooch from an undercover FBI agent. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. I think that's a good, good pitch. Pretty I'm good, right? People haven't remade that already. Just because it's a fun movie, but it's far from perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a fun. It's it's that classic wish fulfillment as a kid mm-hmm. that I think then you can re you know update it and do whatever you want with it. Eugene, what's your movie? Okay, so. I've been dreaming about this for a long time and if ever given the chance in the future, I would love to actually direct something like this, but it's actually quite timely. I've always had some qualms with X-Men casting. Oh yeah. And I've I'm a huge X-Men fan. I love the MCU, but I was always like a diehard X-Men kid. Hell yeah. I, okay. So envision this. If I could take the helms of the X-Men franchise, you reboot it, but you do it in more in the tone of Logan not just because Perfect it's movie. gritty awesome. and dark. Yeah. It's because X-Men is the one MCU property that directly deals with oppressed groups yep. and it needs to be darker. Mm-hmm. I think of the times, the 2000s X-Men when they first did it, it was very flashy, very Brian Singer, but it was not quite as connected to what I think are, you know, 
issues that actually are very resonant today that we openly speak about. They, they, there's a lot of opportunity there that I think that can be extrapolated. I think also to not for me to like dreamcast how I originally thought it should be 20 years ago, but also then um, update it. So it's not the same rehashing of the exact same story every time. Here's my vision. Ooh. So Ooh, I'm excited. The the um, the cast, you know, is aged up. Right. So that. Professor X needs to be much older and all those main cast members that if you're seeing the Dreamcast right now for the MCU X-Men, they're like, oh, yeah, Jean Grey is going to be like 20. No, I want her to be 50. I want them to be the elders. I also see I also wanted the old people, the elder versions of these characters. So then also you can um, cast them correctly in my mind, and then you can introduce a new uh new cast of mutants who are much more diverse and interesting that exist in the comics that we haven't starring, seen before. Starring Jaden Smith as Lil Nightcrawler. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like X-Men first class with the kids. No, not no, at all. It's X-Men babies. It's this is like, no, cause that this is introducing X-Men we've never seen before on film. Okay. 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 So that's the younger people that Second you would, class. that I'm not going to get into cause most people don't know the characters, but cause they have the new mutants coming out, which was well, pushed back. And those are like, some, give us two. Give so I'll give you some one. He shoots nails. But let me give you, nose. let me give you, I want to give you the casting <laughs> okay, of, okay, the, okay. of the characters people who are listening will know. Yeah, right. So my dream casting for <laughs> Professor X, <laughs> Professor X, uh, though I think Patrick Stewart was genius casting, um, he should not be British. Professor X is from New York. So I think that um, for me, Ed Harris would be perfect. Ooh. I would oh. love to see Ed Harris as Professor X. Interesting. Ed Harris, I don't know if he has that immediate warmth. I adore Ed Harris. I, like I think him he's too. amazing everything. But I think at this point he's also going to be so beaten by the world. Yeah, then maybe you can have that rugged. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wolverine, I want even though he's he ages very slowly, <laughs> I always thought this should have been the original casting. I want him to be aged up because in the comics they did that with time travel. Yep. Ian McShane from ha! Deadwood. He, the thing about uh he's got the Hugh Jackman, he's amazing. Uh Wolverine is canonically short. He's a shorter guy, he's mm -hmm. grizzled, and he has a deep, mean voice. And he's not supposed to be traditionally hot. It's just no, not Wolverine's character. Rough. Ian McShane is my perfect Wolverine. And then Storm, of course, has to be Angela Bassett. There's no question. Uh, we need a darker-skinned Storm who has the, the presence of an African queen. And like she literally plays an African queen in Black Panther. And she literally is, is an African, an African queen, queen in real queen. life. <laughs> now, there's like younger options you could have now, but I, I think that... Angela Bassett also looks like she's still 20. So I think that you could mm -hmm. still cast her in whatever they do. She's amazing. Um, and then I would say, yeah, like the other mainstays, like Jean Grey, I would love to see Nicole Kidman as Jean Grey. Wow. I think she's all older. This is yeah. an expensive cast. All older, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my like, my like elite, well, like A list saved, cast. You saved some movie on Ian McShane so you can splurge for Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And then you could do like um, Jubilee, who's often the teenager who's never properly portrayed in the films. Um, the Lana Corner did a great job. Uh, she'd be in her 40s now. She'd be played by Ming-Na Wen. Mm. Yes, which in the comics, Jubilee becomes an ultimate mutant where she has like telepathy and she's like dark and crazy. Yeah, this shit fucking rocks. And I think that they should do that, introduce the new mutants, which they have a new mutant uh, movie coming out anyways, but the whole a younger class are mutants that we haven't seen yet portrayed on film in their teens and 20s. Was this, were you a uh, cartoon or comics or both? When I was cartoon out? and then I started reading the comics. Yeah, what yeah. was, hmm. did you guys Only cartoons comics? for me. Just, just not even X-Men. I, I, no, I just didn't read comics at all. Oh, so let that, my parents, this is something we didn't have and I didn't think that. Oh, did you read Ultimate X-Men? book. You no, know, which one was that one? Uh, that was uh, they rebooted Ultimate X Men and Ultimate Spider Man in the early two thousands, and those were big for me. I loved those. So yeah, I think that the big thing is that once they do X Men the MCU, they're just gonna do the same storyline again. Are they doing that? Yeah, they're trying to bring it into weird MCU. Yeah, which That's is hard weird. because 
X-Men itself is such a constructed universe and it's Mm. dark. I think it's like so dark inherently because it's essentially playing off of a third class group, which is mutants. That's why Logan's so great. Yeah. That's why Logan's so good. Yeah. So I want that. Who would Marvel Marvel Cyclops? Oh, Cyclops. (laughs) That's tough because you need someone in their fifties to match up with Nicole Kidman. Um, so it needs to be like a fading pretty boy, but with the, the, what like Chris Evans brought to his role. Cruise. Tom Cruise no, I think more like a Brad Pitt might be more mm. appropriate. But someone who has like but Cyclops, inherent humor Brad Pitt's about themselves. too likable. No, but Cyclops, Cyclops should be likable. I know, but he's like he's he's, he's like always been so vanilla. He's been so vanilla and everything. Yeah. He needs got to have some edge. And by that point, in his fifties, he's probably he some edge. pretty grizzled. It, that, that's a tough one. There's a lot of actors I think who could play Cyclops. I but I think like, that would be an interesting. Uh, what's his name from Westworld? Did a good Cyclops, wasn't he Cyclops? Oh, James Marsden. Yeah, yeah. James Marsden he did good. was good. You know, I liked a lot of the original cast. Yeah. I just think it was it, when you watch it back, you're like, oh, it's crazy thinking X Men was like X Men and Spider Man by Sam Raimi were the first yeah. like superhero movies <laughs> using CGI in our uh, era. Also, like all those movies had a color palette that was like candy. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it was mm-hmm. these these cherry reds, these mm-hmm. like bright blues and then when like batman uh begins came out everyone's like oh wait <laughs> if it's if it's darker it's much more interesting <laughs> and then all the movies started having way better like both just color palettes and just how they shot them they thought about they made them all darker then marvel got to play around in this world that sometimes looked like candy but had problems that were mm-hmm. like darker and then also could look really dark and still have fun humorous characters oh magneto would be uh sam elliott Wow. without the mustache because magneto is always portrayed with very thick wavy white hair mm-hmm. and sam and has like a deep voice in my mind but i think sam Elliott would rock that sam Elliott versus ed harris pretty fun eugene yeah. i do i just have one very important question though about the x-men uh what happens when you hit a frog with lightning <laughs> you know what happens when a toad is struck by lightning the same thing that the happens. same thing that happens to everything else the worst line in cinematic history. One of the worst lines in cinematic history. It was one of Storm's lines from the first X Men. The first X Men. I was like a boy when I watched, and I, watched I was it but a boy so many times. I was down with it because it was it like was one great. of the first superhero movies you could see. There yeah. were like you know, moments the, that are good. I watched X Men three before I saw X Men one. Then I was like, oh, this franchise is awesome. I need to go back. And then I was like. This one's even better. <laughs> X-Men 3, they all become like pop punk. Like there's like an yeah, awesome X, X3 was notoriously uh, the weirdest bad. one. Yeah. Yeah, X2, X2 is the best for it's sure. Be the yeah. Worst yeah. One, and then I'm like going back and it kind of Logan's like number increased. one. Logan is number one yeah, in the entire I would love X-Men to franchise. watch all of the X-Men in the correct order now. Ugh, I don't know that you could. Line. It's I, too I, cacophonous. It, it's very cacophonous, but I would love to try. You know, X-Men was mm. actually the first screenplay that I ever owned and read. Isn't that weird? Huh. I had, I just, we, they would sell in New York, like there's like, you know, knockoff stores. They would sell like the fake purses and like shitty sunglasses. And then one dude in the subway just had a bunch of screenplays printed. So I bought X-Men, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail and the Matrix. And I'm like, I'm going to start with the easiest one. <laughs> and I read that as like, uh, like when I was like 11 or 12 years, it must have been like 12 yeah, years old. Monty Python and the Holy Grail was a movie that I, that's maybe one of the movies I've watched the most in my life because of how much I watched it in middle and high school I, like, that checks out with your personality every saturday like my friend hank would come over and we'd watch monty python have you ever had the experience of going to your neighbor's house where they show you a movie and then cut out certain scenes and tell you why it's related to jesus <laughs> no I, I know those people because yeah. i lived in a similar town they cut yeah. out scenes themselves so i watched the first time i saw the matrix was at my very religious neighbor's house and they cut out certain scenes that were too racy and then would pause the movie several times to talk about how neo was related to the second coming of christ oh little did they 
they know. Yeah. <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah, I had a very weird childhood, but that was the first time I saw Matrix. And when I finally saw it again, I was like, whoa, there's a lot of fighting in this movie. They didn't show us the fighting parts. What? That's what? the movie. That's yeah. the whole movie. I didn't even see this part the first time. Oh, what? The slow-mo bullet movie. time? I think they were trying to be like in their own cute way, like cool for their kids. Be like, oh, we're going to show you this popular movie. That's the movie. Well, he yeah. is a Christ figure. He was a Christ figure. It's yeah, you could definitely Matrix Three pull well, from the first one. one plot. Yeah, it's very Even classic. The, yeah, the first one. one. It's clearly like, oh, this is kind of like a Jesus story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One of the oldest stories in the world. One of the best. It's a good story. He's the most famous Jew ever. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Repping my people. Yezu. well. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to start singing a hymn with you, but we do that too much when we're drunk. Yezu, joy of man's desire. Sometimes me and Keith, when we're drunk, because we're like big old church kids, we just start singing Bible hymns with one another. When we were on tour, they would they would sit across <laughs> from me on the bus, and I'd be eating our snacks and like reading fan mail, and like any any of the things that we got, like gifts from the night, and they would just be eating French fries and singing hymns and staring at me. We would go, you know this one, and then we would start singing. Lord, please build I hate these. To I, know, be I, don't, I don't hate this one. Pure and holy. You know what tune is? right and true. Oh, oh, I hate this. With thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, I'm so creeped out right now. I'll be a living Why are they so haunting? For you. I feel attacked it's great. right they're now. They're all very spooky. But they're, they're all so beautiful. Spooky. That's why I love Hymns that. are beautiful. They have yeah. a little bit of spookiness. Yeah. Guys, you got to be careful, though, because we don't want to get a copyright strike from God. <laughs> yeah. He's right. giving those strike. <laughs> we'll smite you. I like copyright sanctuary. smite. Yeah, it's <laughs> not my favorite. You only it's get a beautiful. One. It's a good one. It's spooky. It's yeah. I love. I walked through the garden alone. That was great. Oh, that one's very. Oh, and he walks with me. Anyway, uh, wow, we're running out of time. I wish we had more time. Tune in next week when we spend the entire hour singing <laughs> hymns that were in the hymnals of Methodists, Lutherans. And Presbyterians, Presbyterians, baby. They I will share be a very similar out, songbook. If I if if I am out for an episode, you guys can just do him him time the whole time. Make oh yeah, plans. dude, I would do a whole podcast on like weird church moments. <laughs> they're they're, <laughs> they're, bas- they're basically serious. like uh, Christmas songs, well, the sleigh bells. Uh-huh. You, know? you know what? Let's do that. Maybe that'll be our our holiday episode. But yeah. I can ask you questions and learn about it because I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should do a podcast someday where it's basically it's just a seder. <laughs> Right, like yeah. you'll just yeah. lead a seder, and we'll just learn about. We'll the do story our, of our Moses. Passover special. Yeah, we should start telling uh, like biblical stories. All right, we're gonna take a hard left <laughs> turn. <laughs> Wait, uh, is that is that right before my like gloriously pagan Halloween party that we're throwing? Uh, well, no, we'll do, seder's forever from now. Oh, pagan okay. first. Yeah. Uh huh. Then we'll tell the story uh-huh. of of Christ and his followers, which uh-huh. is and a lot of the other parts of Christmas which are pagan. <laughs> Maybe we'll just make this a pagan. You know, okay, we're going to pivot. We're not sure where yet, but it's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. How about all religions? Just everybody. Having a good time together. We're going to be creating our own religion slowly. If you've been paying attention, you can tell that the stories we've been telling have tenets. Mm -hmm. They have lessons. Mm -hmm. and They're parables. Tripoodles. Yeah, we're here to teach you and to lead you into the the new world. Did you say tripoodles? Yeah. We're calling the tripod listeners tripoodles. Yeah, because everyone wants to be part of Miles Nation. (laughs) Wait a minute. When did this get decided? I kind of remember. Zach made a warring faction with the Miles Nation. Tripoodles? Yeah. 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 I I kind of forgot about it immediately, but we're a small but mighty bunch. (laughs) Munch. Munch. Mighty munch. You can think of a better pod pun? Uh, No, it was the first thing that came out of my mouth, and we all kind of said, yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it is more of a sure. You mi- you missed a few episodes. You know, that's what happens. We make decisions. I guess so, yeah. Sometimes decisions are hard and you don't know what decision to make and you need some advice. That means it's time for when we do the next segment of the podcast, <laughs> advice that will go for miles with Miles Bonsignore. How y'all doing, Miles Nation? Oh, I like oh, that. I love all one. of them. That's a new one. Do you? want to be a genius with a smartness that's gonna annihilate your enemies <laughs> he's holding the microphone up <laughs> off the ground right now yeah. you can't see it but he's like hovering <laughs> a mic stand weirdly lifted do you want to be as slick as a squirrel as fast as a fish <laughs> and as strong as a bear oh, with gosh. cubs Oh, Oh, with cubs. That's stronger. Real stronger. Make fancy meals at home. Oh. Uh, Make me smarter? I have come to find that I have been reading cookbooks lately. You've come to find. I've come to you, find. You've come to find. My you, you snap back to consciousness <laughs> and you go, oh my God, Popper Deli. Mm-hmm. My, I did make a Popper Deli. I bet. My girlfriend gave me three amazing cookbooks over the course of the last year and I've been reading them and I've been making like fancier things at home. I made a salt baked branzino. Oh, you made a fish? I made a fish. You made a whole fish? I made a, a whole, whole fish. fish. What'd you do with all those bones? I, I, I deboned it. Wow. It was, Where'd I the know. guts go? The guts, they went right in the garbage. Went right in my tummy, and actually, it was a salt bake. So you like make a like essentially a cocoon of salt and yeah. egg white, and then uh-huh. you like it. it was fancy. awesome. But so I've been making those things, and I have found that like fancy recipes and making stuff after work, it's like a great alternative to getting off work and being like, I just want to watch TV. I feel like I've been watching too much TV lately, and I feel like that's a common thing with like people who are you know in their twenties, thirties. Is you get off work and you're just like, let me pop on the Sinner season two and watch that with Carrie Coon. Apparently, it's and very good. We it's love very, Carrie Coon good. on this podcast. Oh, I need to cast Carrie Coon in my X-Men. Yes. <gasps> that would be oh, awesome. Oh, she could be adult rogue. Yes. <gasps> That's wow. really cool. Do you rock that short hair? Wow, that. Someone needs to hire me over there. But I think it's a good hobby and it also <laughs> helps you learn. It helps you do practical skills like in knife work and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to podcasts and you can talk to your roommates or friends or loved ones. It's really, uh, it's an enriching thing. You know, I used to really love cooking. I would cook often when I would get home, but... Mm-hmm. It, maybe it's a little bit because I don't cook meat at home anymore, but mm. like I've lost some of the the fun of cooking because oh. to me, like meat has mm-hmm. more varieties of way you can prepare it. It also feels like there's a centerpiece element to it. Like I can't do a whole branzino. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our our book that was written to change our lives and to change the lives of of those who read it. Uh, has changed your life for the worse. <laughs> no, it just makes it the only time I cook meat now is for very special occasions. So I guess it's made those more important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's not as fun to cut up a bunch of vegetables and stir fry them. <laughs> yeah. That's I just that. the truth. <laughs> I so go did, get our book. I'm and just you being too a, look, I say that the end of it, do the change that you, makes you happy and is healthier. It, mm-hmm. I've just chosen one that I'm committing to that happens to include less meat and i don't cook meat at home are you doing yeah. you're not doing any of the like turning vegetables into weird meat substitutes because I, I feel like that'd be very involved i like try fish? oh it's hard to make isn't fish healthy i do make fish at home 
Sometimes, but I, I try to have like some salmon. Maybe we have some yeah. shrimp in a pasta, but that's as far as we go. Invest in a sous vide. I oh, know yeah, that's my, my next. I have a sous vide. I want, do you love it? Because I I read this uh, blog and I like have this book. Uh, it's called Serious Eats. Huge shout out. If you like food stuff, they have like a great equipment list too of just like stuff you should buy. And sous vide's on there. And I was thinking about getting one. You it love it? is a hundred percent worth it if you cook large portions of meat or if you want Ooh. meat to be cooked perfectly. Yeah. Miles, we were gonna surprise you with <gasps> a Tesla for a video, but instead we will give you a $15 coupon oh. to go get a sous vide. Well, sous vide's cost like $150 to $350. Yeah, well, that's about a 5%, 10% That's true. Off, that's so. a nice discount. Yeah. Good discount. Miles. Still would love the Tesla. Well, I think I think we know what you that need. Mean, we but, all yeah. would love a Tesla. Yeah, I know we all would, yeah. Surprise, Miles. So here's the problem with the sous vide, and I know we have to end this thing soon. <laughs> yeah. You've got to also buy a vacuum sealer. Yes. And you've got to buy vacuum seal bags, and you've got to have a good one that is big oh. enough for the roast that you need to vacuum seal. But then think about all the things you can vacuum seal. What a treat. <laughs> it's, it's fun until you run out of bags. I think Ziploc bags work just fine. <laughs> they do, but they it's not, you know... It's yeah. not the true experience. Well, sure. But, you can do yeah. the air displacement with the, the water displacement way where you lower the bag in and you zip it as it goes underwater so that the, the <sighs> weight of the water pushes out most of the air and that does work most of the time. It is not as satisfying as the... <laughs> 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 That's what it sounds like in the last little gulp of air. I would vacuum it. seal everything in my house. Everything that I, I own. make or vacuum my, sealer. My couch would be vacuum sealed. My it would be fresh forever. You know what people haven't done? You know, there's all those channels where people like they Prank compress things. No, they like uh, hydraulic press channel oh, or something yeah. like that. We should just do vacuum seal channel. We just vacuum seal funny stuff. Like a whole whopper. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I just see how much it compresses the burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vacuum. Yeah. 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 Okay, don't steal that. Uh, Adam, <laughs> don't steal that. It's going to take us like a couple months to get that in production. Adam Bianchi and I had a retirement plan once to to make two channels where we were going to... It was only going to be the first channel, dipping sneakers in chocolate. Just that whatever the hot new shoe, like the new... Every time the new Yeezy comes out, we're just going to slowly dip it in chocolate like fondue chocolate, yeah. like, like liquid mm-hmm. hot. And then the next channel was going to be called power washing cho- sneakers dipped in chocolate. <laughs> and we were going to power wash them <laughs> off and see if we could restore them. It's going to rip them apart when you power wash them. Yeah, but that's the, that's <laughs> yeah. the fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a water knife. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So that's my retirement plan. Oh, that's pretty good. I mean, all these channels are great. We just need more time. Mm-hmm. But for now, mm-hmm. we just have the one channel and the other channel where, you're, where you, maybe you're listening to this podcast. So make sure to subscribe to the channel that you're listening on, whether it's YouTube or one of the many podcast networks, so you can get the tripod every time it's released on Thursday mornings. Leave us a five-star review, Woo. and uh, maybe you'll get a chance for your secret to be read out loud. Check us out on TryGuys.com. We've got new merch. We've got backpacks. We've got tie-dyes. Get your back-to-school on. Get your merch Even though you've been uh, back to school for a while, everything that you buy helps support our staff here. We've got a big staff. We've got 15 people that work here. We're huge. We're looking for Mm -hmm. office space. It's a big operation here. Uh, Pacific Northwest, we're coming to you. We got dates in in, in, in Portland, Seattle, Portland, Seattle Vancouver. Vancouver. We're so excited to see you. Go get your tickets now while you still can. This has been the Tripod. Keep hit us with the official Tripod theme song. Oh, you know you love it, Tripod tonight. Until next time, stay beautiful. <laughs>